Welcome into Locked On Phillies. The Phils have finally won a game again. They win the first game of the doubleheader in Washington, and JT Romuto hits an unreal benchmark for catchers in Major League Baseball history. We'll discuss on today's Locked On Phillies. You are Locked On Phillies, your daily Philadelphia Phillies podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, this is Locked On Phillies. I'm your host, Connor Thomas. Been talking Phillies baseball for years over on 97.5 The Fanatic on the radio. Happy to be here with you as your host of Locked On Phillies. I want to thank you for making Locked On Phillies your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts. And today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Uh, Bet Online has you covered the season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Tell you more about them later in the program. The Philadelphia Phillies, though, have finally won a baseball game. Their five game skid comes to an end in Washington in the first game of a doubleheader. Now, right now, we're still awaiting word to see if the Philadelphia Phillies will play a second game of a doubleheader. I'm recording this in between the two games. Uh, A little bit of weather rolling into the area, the remnants of Hurricane Ian, which hit Florida. Praying for everyone down there in Florida, thinking of everyone down there, uh, wishing them all the best. Uh, We're getting the remnants starting to tonight into tomorrow. It's going to be rainy all the way through Monday. So, uh, potential that that gets rained out. Potential that the Saturday and Sunday games don't happen. Who knows? It, it's making it kind of a uh, uh, of a rough go for Major League Baseball and the scheduling and everything like that. So uh, we'll see if they get the game in tonight. But importantly, the Phillies won earlier today. They took out the I almost said the Miami Marlins, the Washington Nationals. I'm thinking Miami Marlins as well because they're currently taking on the Milwaukee Brewers in a series, and Sandy Alcantara goes for the Marlins tonight, so that's important. But Phillies won. Reese Hoskins in the top of the first got it started off with a solo home run to right field. He had another RBI in the game, so two RBIs. Uh, It wasn't a remarkable uh, performance by the Phillies. I wouldn't call it confidence-inducing, but it's a W. And the magic number is now down to five. The Philadelphia Phillies are now down to five with the magic number. If they win tonight, if they do play tonight, they can cut it to four. If the Brewers lose, by the end of the day, that magic number could be at three. And what that means, the the Phillies could clinch a playoff berth as early as, well, I guess technically, yeah, it would be Sunday. Depending on how the weather works out and everything like that, the Brewers lose, the Phillies win, and then the Phillies win one more game, then they are in. But we're projecting out a bunch, and this team still has to handle their business. I'll tell you who was great today. Bailey Falter was incredible for the Philadelphia Phillies earlier today. He's been so good in spot starts this year. Like, where this team would be without him, I don't know. Uh, he's made uh, – so I'm trying to remember this stat off the top of my head. But he's made eight starts, I think, this year following a loss – by the Philadelphia Phillies, and he's got like a 2-5-3 ERA. He, that's incredible. He's going to be in the rotation next year because I don't think Zach Eflin's going to get paid. I think he's going to move on somewhere else. Well, I think he'll get paid. I don't think it'll be by the Philadelphia Phillies. And I don't know what Noah Syndergaard's future holds. So I do think Bailey Falter's going to be in the rotation next year. And it's not quite the coming out party that Ranger Suarez had in 2021. But Bailey Falter's 2022 has cemented himself as a competent starting pitcher in Major League Baseball. It'll be back into the rotation, but he's a nice guy to have to the point where 
if you're going with a three-man rotation uh, in the wild card series and then maybe a four-man rotation in the actual playoffs, if the Phillies make it out of the wild card series, I'd be really, really surprised if Bailey Falter doesn't make the playoff start for this organization. That'd be awesome for him, for the kid who's coming up, the lefty. Uh, hey, look at that, Phillies. You get a lefty starting pitcher. They might work out. The Phillies are uh, historically, or at least recently, very adverse, adverse, very averse to having lefty starting pitchers or lefty pitchers in general for whatever reason, which is weird to me and always has been. But, hey, they've got one in Bailey Falter that's working. And let me talk about what JT Romuto did today because he stole another base. And you know what that means. He is the second catcher in Major League Baseball history to hit 20 home runs and steal 20 bases. He stole three bases in the first game of the doubleheader. He's up to 21. But the only other uh, catcher to ever do it was Pudge Rodriguez, Yvonne Rodriguez, who's a Hall of Famer and one of the great catchers ever. It's him and it's JT Romuto. Unbelievable. He's such an unbelievable combination of speed and defense and power and everything at the catcher position. Anyone who is down on him at the start of the year, I can't totally blame you. But if you're not back on the JT Romuto bandwagon, you haven't been paying attention. He's been incredible in the second half of this season. His defense was really good in the first half, but he's more than that, and you're paying him to be more than that. But in the second half, he's been your most valuable player. He's probably the most valuable player of the season for the Philadelphia Phillies. And that benchmark for J.T. Romito is an incredible spot for him to hit. So congratulations to him. That's awesome. Uh, that's really good work. He's going to have to continue to be good. Uh, I'm trying to think of the other stuff. that I, Bryson Stott had a hit, which kind of got him off the schneid a little bit. And... That's nice because you could use a little bit more confidence for him heading into some of the more difficult games of his young career. But nothing real remarkable in that first game. Just a very, very boring quality win by the Philadelphia Phillies. And you'll take those at this point because any win is good. Uh, you're, you're kind of at the point, right? Uh, imagine it's a boxing match. Uh, and the Phillies are out there and they're basically out on their feet. They're basically knocked out standing up. They don't have to throw any punches. All they have to do is not get knocked out. The person they're fighting it doesn't have like a real fast hands or anything. This being the Washington Nationals, not that good. You don't have to throw punches to win this fight. You just have to try to not get knocked out. And that's not the mentality I'm saying, but that's what's required for the Philadelphia Phillies. It shouldn't be that hard to handle business against the Washington Nationals. And hey, so far, first game, they did. So that's commendable. That's good work by them. A little bit of a scare at the end. Sir Anthony Dominguez loaded the bases. Uh, it was a 5-1 game, so whatever. I mean, that's uh, – still, the tying run came to the plate after you having a 5-1 lead, uh, lead going into the ninth inning. And the Phillies scored a couple in the top of the ninth to create that lead, so that made it more comfortable and ultimately got out unscathed. But still, Sir Anthony Dominguez has been struggling lately. I don't know if it's the uh, amount of innings he's thrown because this is the first season where he's had significant time since his injuries. And he missed multiple years of baseball. So that's troubling. Uh, David Robertson wasn't good in the Cubs series. That's also troubling. Uh, the back end of this bullpen hasn't been all that good recently, and they're going to have to be if this team's successful down the stretch and in the playoffs. But they get away with it because it's the Nationals and – the person coming up with the bases loaded was not Juan Soto or Josh Bell. No, it was Cesar Hernandez, which is 
laughable for that to be a threat, which it really, really wasn't. But still, the fact that the Phillies were in that position because of Sir Anthony's efforts today, and he threw like 35 pitches, so he's going to be unavailable tonight and probably uh, tomorrow as well if they play, which I'd, I'd be surprised if they play tomorrow. It's just uh, it's interesting how it shakes out for the Phillies that they can win and still have so much to improve upon. It, I guess that shows how bad the Nationals are, and it shows how much better the Phillies need to be to play up to their potential. But here's the thing. We're very, very, very much in the camp of moral victories at this point. Maybe in June or July, if you beat the Nationals in this type of game, you'd be like, man, they've been playing better than this. That's kind of annoying, but hey, we'll take the win. No, this one, we will take the win. Thank you very much, sir. Appreciate it. Uh, we're going to get out of here before you change your mind. Uh, that's what we're in. Backs against the wall. Out on our feet is the Philadelphia Phillies right now. So wins are awesome. And a chance for a two-game swing with what's going on in Milwaukee facing Sandy Alcantara and with the Phillies trying to fit in this second half of the doubleheader later tonight. Now, coming up next, I'm going to talk to you. The lineup's out for the later game. So we're going to go through that, whether they get that game in or not. We're going to assume, we're going to work under the assumption that they are going to get that game in. I'm going to preview what's going on there. And we're going to see how it sets up for the Philadelphia Phillies to hopefully get their second win in a row. So we'll discuss that coming up next on Locked on Phillies. Let me tell you a little bit more about our title sponsor, Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for football betting info this season. You can find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all of your sport wagering information. With live betting, up to the minute scores for every sport out there, they got everything. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Uh, If I remember correctly, I think there's only one undefeated team left in all of the NFL, and they play here in Philadelphia. That's right. Go Birds. The Eagles are undefeated. You want to make some money, check out Bet Online. Jaguars are coming into town. Big line. I kind of like the Jaguars to cover. Don't tell my buddies over on Locked on Eagles about that. But look at the Eagles stuff and try and make some money off them because they're one of the best bets in football right now. A lot of great stuff over on Bet Online. Head to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, it's where the game starts. Let's jump into tonight's matchup between the Philadelphia Phillies and the Washington Nationals, the second game of the doubleheader. The day night doubleheader is always a tough one. And the pitching matchup in tonight's game will be Noah Syndergaard against Tommy Romero. Now, if you're not familiar with Tommy Romero, jump in line. Uh, It's going to be another young, really unknown pitcher that you're looking at for the Philadelphia Phillies to face. Uh, He's got a 1-0 record this year with a 7-7-1 ERA, a 1.71 whip in four two-thirds innings pitched. Three hits allowed, five Ks, five walks, two home runs given up. The Phillies are facing September call-up after September call-up. And uh, listen, uh, they got beat by the last two. So no guarantee that Tommy Romero is not going to throw a perfect game tonight. But Noah Syndergaard's on the mound. He's 9-10 this year with a 4-1-2 ERA, a 1-2-8 whip, and 129 innings pitched. So just a couple more than Tommy Romero. Uh, 136 hits given up. He struck out 92. Only walked 29, so that's solid, giving up 14 home runs. Syndergaard's the better pitcher. The Phillies should. This is another opportunity to bust out. They faced Eric Fetty in game one and had the opportunity to break out and didn't really, but they won. 
this is another opportunity to like really just bust a game open, beat them like eight two or something like that. That'd be wonderful. Uh, the matchup predictor on ESPN shows it a fifty eight point one percent chance to win for Philly, forty one point nine percent chance to win for the Washington Nationals. So favoring Philadelphia. Here's how the Phillies are going to line up for tonight's contest. Kyle Schwarber is going to lead off again. Hoskins batting second, Harper batting third, Bohm batting fourth, playing third, Nick Castellanos in right field uh, batting fifth, Brandon Marsh playing center field, batting sixth, Gene Segura batting seventh, playing second, Bryson Stott playing shortstop, batting eighth. And the main difference in the lineup, you have Garrett Stubbs stepping in and catching Noah Syndergaard, J.T. Romito resting. This will most likely be his final off day of the year. So, J.T. Romito rests, unless they get rained out tomorrow, which would be nice to let everybody get an off day before heading into the final two games in Washington and three games in Houston before, hopefully, we all hope, the playoffs. But Stubbs gets the start. Now, real quick, let's look at their career versus Tommy Romero. Yeah, what a shocker there. None of these players have ever seen Tommy Romero pitch before. Maybe in the minors. I don't know. I don't have that readily available to me. But Tommy Romero has never faced any of these guys at the major league level. None of these guys have ever faced Tommy Romero. So who knows what they're going to see. But he's a guy that got touched up in the one opportunity that he had before this or like the couple of opportunities he had before this. And uh, hopefully the Phillies should do the same. Here's how the Washington Nationals will line up. It'll be Thomas in right field, Abrams at shortstop, Manessis is first base, who's he's just a good hitter. Uh, he's got a future ahead of him at this level. Luke Voigt, designated hitter, Garcia at second base, Colin left field, Vargas at third base, Robles in center field, and Barrera will be behind the dish for them. Yeah, that's a lineup that you lose every single game at the major league level. There's a reason why the Nationals are 54 and 102. There's a reason why the Phillies are 84 and 72 and should be better than that. So, uh, frankly, there's no no reason that the Phillies should lose this game tonight. You want to just hear something fun? The home run leader for the Washington Nationals is still Juan Soto. The batting average leader is Cesar Hernandez batting 245, and the RBI leader is Nelson Cruz with 64. This team stinks. The Phillies should be. I'm not giving you any breaking news on that, but the Washington Nationals absolutely stink. And the Philadelphia Phillies should take care of business tonight. Now, the other thing we're going to look at, I'm going to take a peek over at this now. We're going to do this because we have the luxury of doing this. We're going to take a look at the Miami Marlins matchup with the Milwaukee Brewers and see what the predictions and lineups are for that because we are as zoned in on that game as we are with the Phillies tonight. Let's go ahead and click on that action. And we'll see what the setup is. Because I know how Contra goes for Miami. Corbin Burns goes for Milwaukee. Those numbers are 2-3-2 ERA for Alcantara. Better than Burns. Whip, better than Burns. Innings pitch, better than Burns. Ks, well, Corbin Burns has struck out 231 batters this year. Alcantara only 199. But still, this is a really premier pitching matchup. Uh, The Miami lineup against Corbin Burns, they've got a total of Six hits, and those all come from two players. Jacob Stallings, who's catching, has five of those career hits. Everyone else is either Ofer or uh, Miguel Ross has one hit in his career off uh, Corbin Burns. Not great there. And Milwaukee's lineup versus Alcantara, how they normally do, uh, better, but not many at-bats. They've got a total of one, two, three, four, five hits. So it's guys you don't really see that often. 
match up against these two sides. Not something you're familiar with. And two really good arms. Hey, Sandy, I don't ask the Marlins for much. They won last night. Need Sandy Alcantara. I know we beat you a bunch of times this year, bud. We being the Philadelphia Phillies. But it'd be really helpful if you could find a way to absolutely dominate the Milwaukee Brewers. You got to imagine. So here's the thing you got to think about, right, as a Phillies fan. You know the pressure and the disappointment and the worry that we felt during the Cubs series and prior to that against the Atlanta Braves and prior to that when they played Atlanta down in Atlanta. It's just, yeah, that's a lot of pressure. The Brewers are feeling even more of that pressure because they're in the same spot and they have a less talented team. The Phillies are the clearly better baseball team. So, yeah, if you think the pressure's on for Philadelphia Phillies fans and Philadelphia Phillies players and manager and owner and everything like that, it's doubly so on the Milwaukee Brewers, and they got to play tonight against one of the best pitchers in baseball. And they, as a fan base, I'm sure, feel like they're choking it away too because they have just as much opportunity as the Phillies at this point. They were tied in the standings for a little bit. Now the Phillies have the tiebreaker, but still, they were even with the Phillies like yesterday. So they're not out of it. They're still very much in the race, and we know that. That's why the Phillies, it's so important that they win. But the pressure, it exists for them as well. So hopefully – what that'll do is they'll crumble under the pressure. Sandy Alcantara will show up tonight and absolutely shove up in Milwaukee. The Phillies will get the game in tonight, and they will win with Noah Syndergaard on the mound. And you can cut the magic number down from five games to four games to three games with, uh, what, five remaining for the Philadelphia Phillies. That'd be ideal. That'd be wonderful. Fingers crossed. We're looking for it. Uh, and that's what we'll have our eye on uh, for the rest of the night. Now, coming up next in the final segment of Locked on Phillies today, we're going to do off the pole. We haven't done off the pole in a minute because we've been in the middle of the playoff push, but now we're going to have a day off tomorrow, most likely because of the weather. I want to give you guys some time to get some uh, some votes out on this. And I originally posed it as an open-ended question. And I, I'm going to give a couple options because I feel that's a better way to do this. But we'll discuss coming up what our poll question is for off the pole, the segment where we place the Twitter poll out there in the universe or the Twitterverse, you go ahead and answer for us. I'll explain again how that segment works if you're not familiar with it coming up, and then I'll give you the question. So we'll do that as we wrap up on today's Locked on Phillies. Okay, it's time for Off the Poll. Now, what Off the Poll is, is I'm going to pose a poll question that'll run over the weekend, and then on Monday's episode, we're going to respond to it in the final segment. And I'll give you my pick then, so I won't give you my option here right now, but that's what we'll do. We'll pose a poll question you can answer uh, i'll post it at lo underscore phillies on twitter if you're not following there go ahead and hop on your twitter and give that a follow you can follow me at connor thomas 975 you can see it on the youtube it says it right there that is uh, my personal handle and i retweet everything from locked on phillies onto that personal account so you can catch it there too uh, but what we'll do is we'll put the poll out there i'm not going to tell you what i would suggest but i'm going to tell you what i'll pick when we review it on Monday, uh, if I agree with what the mass has selected or not. So I posed this question previously. And it's the question of who's your MVP for this year, Philadelphia Phillies season. And I posed it as like an open-ended and I didn't, I didn't really like how that worked out and everything like that. I, I like it better as a poll because I can see the percentages. There's too much for me to have to go through and scroll through and be like, okay, there's one vote for this guy and one vote for that guy. And it's all over the place. And someone's going to say Edmundo Sosa and it's dumb. So we're going to give you four options to pick from 
for the MVP of the Philadelphia Phillies 2022 season. And it is most valuable player. I kind of want to throw Rob Thompson in there. as kind of like to throw a monkey wrench in the whole thing, but I won't do it. So I'm going to give you four players for most valuable player this Philadelphia Phillies season. The first one we're going to put out is Zach Wheeler. Wheeler has arguably been the best pitcher on this team. I know there's been an injury as of late, but he's had the hottest stretches where he's been absolutely dominant. He has some of the best starts. Zach Wheeler will be one of the options. His starting rotation, top of the rotation mate, Aaron Nola, will be another option. Wheeler, Nola. The third option is going to be JT Remuto. So JT, who's been really good behind the dish this year and really good at the plate, will be there available. And the fourth option, I'm going to make it, this is a crazy thing. I'm going to make it Jose Alvarado. Jose Alvarado uh, has been incredible for the Phillies this year. And what he's done, it's crazy to say the MVP of this team could be a guy that got sent down earlier in the season. But the middle stretch of the Philadelphia Phillies season does not happen without him being dominant as a left-handed reliever against lefties. Yeah, Brad Hand helped a little bit. But really, Jose Alvarado was shouldering all of the high-leverage lefty-on-lefty innings out of the bullpen. And he's a huge reason why the Phillies were able to go on that great stretch in the middle of the year. So uh, I know relievers, it's tough to pick them unless they have like a Bradledge-esque season like what happened in 2008. But I'm going to throw Jose Alvarado in there because Sir Anthony Dominguez, he's been really good, but you missed him for part of the year. And he's had some stretches here that are kind of worrisome. And I, I don't know what his sustainability is. Like Jose Alvarado has been a workhorse for you. And Sir Ant- that's no fault of Sir Anthony Dominguez. He's coming off major, major injuries that kept him out for years of baseball but i'm gonna give the nod to alvarado and i'm going to see what you say so at lo underscore phillies simple question who is your mvp of the 2022 philadelphia phillies season is it zach wheeler aaron nola jt ramito or jose alvarado go ahead and put that out and we'll see what everybody says and that'll be fun. We'll recap that on Monday's episode. And hopefully the Phillies will take care of business against the Nationals so I can be in a good mood for another episode. That'd be great, right? Uh, well, don't get too greedy, Connor. The world can only be so kind. That's all the time for today's Locked on Phillies. I want to thank you for making Locked on Phillies your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Now make your second listen Locked on MLB. Paul Francis Sullivan. Sully, he's awesome. Covers baseball inside and out. Over on Locked on MLB, it's available wherever you get your podcasts, on YouTube, on the Odyssey app. We just did a crossover. Go ahead and check that out on the YouTube page or wherever you get your podcasts. And he's a great follow. He's a great listen. Check out all of Sully's work over on Locked on MLB. That's all the time I've got for you today. Hopefully they'll get in game two tonight. And then I'll talk to you tomorrow one way or another to set up the rest of the weekend on the next episode of Locked on Phillies.